my captain series two episode 10 last episode of the series i am here with ricky Masindo. hello mark how's it going it's good to be back for the last episode oh god this i mean this is such so obviously you're the man that's been away in an airbnb with his partner and friends and i'm the man who is still in hotels (laughs) listen to that enthusiastic voice, that joy of a man (laughs) who is Uh, relishing his youth and luxury, and I'm a man who is still in a different ibis. I love how you make staying in a hotel sound so much like a nightmare. (laughs) Yeah. I don't don't think it's a nightmare, because I quite like them. It's just never-ending. I mean, this is episode 10. This is the final episode. Yeah. I don't know how many in this series I've done in my house. Two, maybe? Yeah, I think it was two. I think after episode three, you went AWOL, and the journey began. And the journey began. And the journey is still carrying on. And this is early. I had a morning. (laughs) I had a late night last night. I did a double record uh, of Nevermind the Buzzcocks. Actually, my... Uh, my iPad is resting on a never mind the Buzzcocks mug. Yeah, merch. Um, love merch. Uh, I don't. We might. I, I'm. We might. We might talk to our guest about merch. Actually, I'm always yeah. slightly suspicious of merch. But uh, I guess today, Rachel Fairburn, who uh, is a co-host of the very successful podcast, um, All Killer No Filler, uh, they have merch. Should we get merch? Should we get Oh Captain, My Captain merch? Yeah, we should get everything. Merch, Patreon. Now, nowadays, no one cares about e-begging, asking for money online, because everyone understands what this hustle is. E-begging. This is an actual thing, is it? Yeah, yeah. Back like in uh, in like the early 2010s on like YouTube, when people would ask for money from Patreon, people would like say, "You're just e-begging. You're just e-begging." Blah blah blah. But now it's like everyone gets it. That yeah, I mean, if you're gonna do this full time, you need to get all the sources of revenue that you can. Oh, okay. But I want a condition on our merch. Yeah. But if we're gonna have merch, uh, and the condition is that we have merch that no one else has. So <laughs> I don't want, oh, Captain, my Captain hoodies okay. or T-shirts. I want to find the unique thing that we can uh, merchandise. Interesting. Interesting. Well, depending on how big this goes, we could have like an, oh, Captain, my Captain flavor of mini cheddars. Oh, there you go. Um, I want to show you something. Uh, talking of merch, I don't know if I can I find this in my uh, in my phone. I went to my mum and dad's house at the weekend. Oh. Uh, here we go. So uh, went for Sunday lunch at my mum and dad's house. Yeah, I've not put this online yet. I want you to explain to the noble listener okay. um, what you can see that was on my mum and dad's uh, mantelpiece in the front room. 
Oh, wow. It's like uh, an Oh, Captain, My Captain, the the cartoon logo of me and Mark crossing our like arms like police duo uh, on a mantelpiece. And it's like a poster, I think. Or like, is it em- embroidered? Maybe it's like a it's like a canvas square. Yeah. Uh, that my mum and dad have put on the mantelpiece. That's so incredible. I went into their, I went into their front room and I just and I was like, why have you got a picture of Ricky Macindo <laughs> on the mantelpiece? <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. So we will think of, we will think about that. So we're waiting for Rachel Fairburn. Rachel Fairburn, this is the last episode of the series. Um basically I'm thinking to myself, when we come back for series three. Maybe we talk to Rachel, find out how her podcast has been so successful. Yeah. We steal all those ideas and come back in series three with like, I don't know, uh, not even a different jingle, but just like a whole new approach to everything. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. I mean, realistically, like I said, I will sell out to the highest bidder. <laughs> I love this. I love this. Um, <laughs> And before Rachel comes in, because this is still, this isn't just a money-making podcast. This isn't just about uh, the man and capitalism. This is uh, at heart about comedy. Yeah. Ricky, yeah. it's about comedy. Of course it's about um, comedy. Uh, when we were talking to Athena, you were running off to do a gig. Yeah. And you did two gigs that day. Yeah. Um, tell me about the baby gig. The baby gig, it was so fun, but so weird. It was like, it was like a, it was like a new material night, but with a lot less pressure because the babies would just start crying and the mothers would just go, oh my God, I need to go change it. We just walk across the stage. And it was like, it was like a lot of fun, but it's just, you just needed to not take it seriously. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think I definitely want to do it again. Cause it's like a little fun thing to do. Did you, uh, did the babies get confused because you basically look like a massive baby? Yeah, they... yeah, yeah, they felt like I was one with them. I could tell they were all looking at me like, ah! the same way my niece looks at me. I got a giant baby. Um, how old is your niece? She's about to turn one in like a couple of weeks. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's adorable, yeah. I was going to say, and has she got an affinity for you? Do you, do you and her feel like there's a, there's a connection because you are both massive children. Yeah, she definitely knows I'm the young one of the family because I'm the baby of the family before. Like my mum calls my niece um, Cuckoo, which is my nickname from her. She always mistakenly calls her that because she thinks I'm the baby. Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, I understand. So you've been usurped as exactly. the, the golden child by the baby. Exactly, exactly. But it means that I have a lot less supervision now because now I'm seen as a grown-up. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about being an actual grown-up? Well, I mean, it's concerning because I, I don't know what council tax is, but I feel I'm ready for most of it. Um, so that was, uh, that was the baby gig. And what about the gig in the evening? Same promoter, different vibe though, not babies, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah, way different vibe. Like a normal night, pretty packed room, maybe 30, 40 people. Um, yeah, and it was like a start opening 20, then me with a middle 10, and then a closing 30. So it was Chris Chopping, an absolutely hilarious guy. And then me, and then Katie Pritchard, the musical act. 
who uh, was just so funny. She just had so many songs where I was just like humming them on the way back. Yeah, she's amazing. And also just the most delightful person. Like, yeah. she's so lovely. That's a nice line. That's nice people on a bit, actually. It's yeah. quite sweet. Yeah, yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, like it was just, it was just nice talking to comics that I'd never met before, but knew people that I knew at a gig because in Bristol you kind of bump into the same people at some a lot of gigs. Um, tell me about so this is the last one of the series. Uh, we've not officially decided when we're back. I'm guessing it'll be just over a month's time. I'm guessing we'll come back like beginning of September, maybe? Yeah, yeah, or maybe later, like, just because I've uni starting, so I need to know what my routine is before I fit a podcast into it, but... That's yeah. a very good point. <laughs> I just want to grab, I just want to grab all of those, uh, all of those sort of September gigs, those yeah. uni gigs, the ones yeah. where people are coming back. I want to talk to you about those sorts of gigs. So, yeah, we'll probably come back in... Uh, in mid late September, tell me yeah. what you're doing between now and then. So, things that we can look forward to talking about when we're back. You're going up to the Edinburgh Festival at some point. Yes, I'm going up to Edinburgh Festival next week. Next oh, week. are you? Yeah, yeah, but only for like two days. So, I'm seeing um, Daniel Sloss and I'm seeing a bunch. I'm Gonna try and see Alex Farrow's show, but it's sold out. Uh, but I need to ask him if I can get a sneaky comics ticket. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna just see whoever's there. Might even try see not see some comedy, like take Athena's uh, suggestion. But yeah, I'm going up on Wednesday, I think. Uh, who are you going up with? I'm going up with Hannah, the owner of this Zoom, my girlfriend. <laughs> and are you, does Hannah, is Hannah aware of the fact that you will just be trying to fit in as many shows as possible. Like, is Hannah aware that this is not a this is not a fun couple of days? No. This is full on Ricky. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she knows. Like, this isn't about drinking wine. This is about hard cups of coffee going hard every morning just to see as much comedy. Oh wow, Rachel's entering the room. Should I admit her now? Let's let's invite the amazing Rachel Fairburn from uh, All Killer No Filler into the room. Let's do this. Uh, our guest today is uh, the amazing Rachel Fairburn, incredible stand-up comedian, and also a co-host. Founder, CEO. Um, I don't know. If there's ever words I can use of or killer no filler podcast. Hi, Rachel. Hello. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for coming. And just for the uh, the listener, um, th- this will never be shown. But so you have the world's biggest mug, and you're sat in the corner of your bedroom by basically your. Uh, your wardrobe, correct? My, yeah, my uh, my. Clo- well, I've got a wardrobe and a clothes rail because I have far too many items of clothing. Um, it's getting it's beyond a joke now. Uh, so I'm just sitting near a load of sequins and flammable uh, materials uh, that are on display in my bedroom. <laughs> now, whenever I see you um, at a TV thing, because uh, I don't really gig with you much anymore, and actually, and we're going to talk about this in a minute, but mm-hmm. you do wear the most incredible outfits. Like, you do, like, do you, I've never had a night out with you 
Will you go big like that on a night out, or is this is this Rachel's stage clothes? No, like if it's for, st- for st- like if I'm doing my own show or I'm doing recording something for TV, I always wear something uh, impressive or you know a bit out there because that's how I want to dress all the time, really. But if I'm doing a normal gig or whatever, you've got no chance of me dressing like that. I mean, imagine absolutely dying on your ass in like I don't know. The, the frog and bucket in Manchester on a Friday night, walking on wearing something like a, a lycra jumpsuit and a feathered cape. How embarrassing. But if, on a night out, because I, I live it, it's weird because when I'm in Manchester, people tend to dress up more for, because I'm from Manchester, people dress up more for nights out and like um, really go for it. But because I live in London now, no one dresses up anymore down here. It's like, I, I'm very, like, if I go to the pub, I'm not, I don't get dressed up. I'll just wear like t shirt and jeans or whatever. Um, but but I have to say, even if I buy, I also have to buy things that are a bit different. So if I get a T-shirt, it's got to be a cool T-shirt. Do you know what I mean? Or if I get a pair of trainers, it's got to be trainers that have got something about them. So that, I'm a bit of a show off, really, I think, with clothes. But I just I love getting dressed up. I love things that are a bit different. But um, as far as nights out, I will just be dressed down. I really like it when uh, we do a TV thing together and I'm chatting to you in the green room. Uh, and we're just having a little bit of a natter. What were we talking about? We did a thing together, didn't we, in February or March in the Banana in Ballum. Yes. You were discussing, you were discussing uh, posh trainers with Darren Harriet. Yes, yes. So Darren's like me. He loves stuff. He loves trainers and stuff. I'll be honest with you, because um, they ply you with so much drink afterwards uh, whenever you do anything for Phil McIntyre Entertainment, who are a great laugh. You just you have to write off the next day because you just I'm just like I'm just gonna get hammered, aren't I? Because as soon as you come off stage and you're finished, there's a glass of wine waiting for you, and it's constantly being topped up. I can't even remember most of what I was talking about that night, to be quite frank with you. Um, uh, Ricky, this was uh, this was late February, early March, so we're in the middle of that second uh, pandemic. Yeah, and this was the one that gave me hope uh, that reality was going to come back to normal. Uh, <laughs> watching Rachel Fairburn. Absolutely wankered talking about Yeezys. <laughs> uh, it's sort of flashing back to me now because I don't remember. You know, the, you know, they just shoved me in the car later on in the evening, and I woke up <laughs> on the stage going, "Oh my god!" I woke up thinking, "Oh god, I wish I was dead." What have I done? Um, uh, Ricky, do you crave a pair of Yeezys? A pair of Yeezys. Wow, those were like all the rage at school. I remember. Like I remember. Oh, shut up! Yeah. <laughs> it's the thing about Miss- it's the thing about Masindo. Every time I say something that I think is young, cool, and current, he's like, "Oh yeah, well we did that at school." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're still kind of popular, but I remember like you would like they would be like 150 pounds, and like people would set up like eight uh, like, computers in the IT room to try and get a pair because the minute you have one, they like triple in price, and you can sell them. Oh wow. It was crazy, yeah. But now no one really cares about them that much. Ah, you see? Well, not cool anymore. Not cool. <laughs> I know, well, I mean, I was never cool in the first place, but let's not tell Darren Harriet that he isn't cool anymore. Uh, <laughs> It'll break his heart. <laughs> um, so we've got, you to, we've got you on today, and we're going to talk about all sorts of stuff, but we're going to talk about podcasts because, and this is what I like about you, this is why you're on, you're on really 
to stroke our ego. Because you listen to Oh Captain, My Captain, haven't you? You like you've actually you're one of our listeners. Yeah, it's a really good podcast. I enjoy it. Um, it's a good idea. I wish when I started out in stand up, there was something like this because you you start out and you're a bit clueless. I thought the Jimmy Carr episode was brilliant. I was taking notes on that. There was things that I was like, oh, that's a good point. Drop that down. Um, I've got a few to catch up on, though. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good podcast. You should be really pleased. Oh, Do you, you. Are you able to listen to podcasts as a punter now? Or because you've got a podcast that I'm guessing takes up quite a lot of your time, do you listen to every podcast with kind of like a busman's holiday, a sort of you know, an industry little bit of your little bit of your brain on. No, it's weird because I I can't like there's I love sort of the podcast by comedians that I really like. I mean, obviously, I like this one. I love TBI that Julian Dean and Kyle Donnelly do, and I love the Damn Daniel podcast that Danny McLaughlin does. So even though they're my mates, I listen to that as a punter. Do you know I mean, I don't ever, I don't ever think oh, I would have done that that way or anything like that. It's, it's like pure entertainment for me. But when it comes to stuff like true crime podcasts, this is going to sound really awful because my podcast is a true crime one. I find it quite – I have to have everything factual, right? It's got to be factual for me. It's got to be quite dry and factual if I listen to a true crime one. And this is going to sound so – this is going to sound so sexist and I'm going to sound so bad for saying this. I cannot listen to true crime podcasts that are two women talking. And <laughs> <laughs> It's so bad of me to say that, but I, I can't do it. And just very quickly, how would you describe your own podcast? <laughs> yeah, it's two women talking about true crime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's the one thing I can't do. I just can't do it. I, and I don't know what it is. It's like, yeah, I I think the, the thing is as well, because obviously me and Kiri are comedians, we've, we've kind of got the skill to make it funny. And I think... I'm not saying like Old Killer was the first, but it was one of the first true crime podcasts that was two female comedians talking about things. And then I think it's been quite copied, which is fine. You know, it's not it's not original idea. I think it's been quite copied. So sometimes when someone recommends a podcast, I'm like, I kind of think this one thinks they're the Kiri and that that one thinks they're the Rachel. Mm. And they, you know, they try and do a few jokes, and it's like, oh, it's not working. So I don't know. I, I kind of. Yeah, I find it really hard to listen to. If it's two women talking about other subjects, yeah, count me in. But when it's true crime, there's just something about it. I just can't get involved. Um, Ricky, are you a big podcast fan of uh, just in general? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm a massive podcast fan. Like, that's my main type of entertainment. Like, so, like, I don't really watch things anymore. I just listen to things while I'm doing other stuff. Like, and I have a Spotify subscription literally just for the podcasts. And I probably listen to about four or five po- podcasts a day on average. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's my big, I don't even drive as well. I don't even know where I find the time. <laughs> I think that's amazing because, like, I was saying to someone the other day, I wish when I was a teenager that podcasts would have been a thing. Because, like, stuff that I'm into, like, I listen to loads of, I've been to, like, ghosts and supernatural. So I listen to loads of supernatural podcasts and, you know, sort of true life mysteries and stuff like that and people going missing. Really exciting, light stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, I just think, like, God, when I was a, a teenager, I used to have to, if I wanted to find a book about ghosts, I'd go to the library and then I'd read all those books. And yeah. I'd be like, and then you'd have to like really search for something or find something by accident or somebody would have to lend you something. And I was just like, God, imagine all the stuff that's at your disposal now. I would have been having a great time. 
Yeah, there's a podcast for everything now. Yeah, it's I, I mean, a lot of them are shit, but like yeah. <laughs> some of them are incredible. Yeah, exactly. But also what I love about podcasting is like anyone can do it. And I yeah. think that's a brilliant thing. I mean, it, as you say, there's some right old nonsense out there. Yeah. But well, I'm, I'm obsessed with a certain ghost hunter called Richard Felix, right? And he's like the Alan Partridge of ghost hunters, right? But he's such a lovely yeah. man. But he, he released a podcast and it's the most unintentionally funny thing in the world. And I'm like, <laughs> God, we have the, the technology available so he can produce it so I can really enjoy it. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love now, that. So what I like about that, and so this is really interesting because you're talking about wanting to listen to those things when you're a teenager. Mm-hmm. And I think we spoke to Russell Howard a couple of weeks ago and he was saying, because I'm, I'm such a stand-up purist that I see people coming up from the circuit and I see people at comedy clubs and Russell's like, yeah, but the next great comedians, the next people doing interesting stuff, there'll be teenagers on TikTok and on podcasts and, and all that sort of stuff. Cause you're right. Anyone can mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. And I remember now, I don't know if you'll remember this, Rachel, but I remember uh, the very start of all killer, no filler because mm-hmm. me and you spoke about it at Baby Blue in Liverpool. Oh, God. Um, I think that was the first time I met you. Yeah. I was comparing. I think you were doing a middle spot, possibly. Yeah, yeah and you um, been for a day out at Thingy Services. <laughs> yes, I had. Yeah. yeah, I can't even remember what service is, but that sounds like me. Um, yeah. And I used to do Baby Blue loads and loads. Uh, lovely gig in Liverpool, which I don't think is there anymore at all. Um, but how many years ago would that have been? That was six, not- six years ago. And um, is that how long All Killer's been going on? Yep, six years. So it was six years on... Uh- Six years this Halloween coming. So we launched on Halloween. Um, I, yeah, it's, it, but this is it. It's like everyone, it, it's so weird because it's like it's been going so long. And really, we, we only said we were going to put out an episode once a month, which we still pretty much do. But it's just become this thing that's bigger than a podcast, if that makes sense. It's like, um, I don't know, it's hard to explain. It, it, we never expected people to listen either. So we mm. thought, I will just do a couple of episodes of this. And I'll be honest with you, I hate the early episodes. I can't even, I don't even <laughs> listen, I don't listen to my own output anyway. But I, I the, the thought of listening to those first early episodes just makes me cringe. Like, I'm like, oh, God. Um, but I, I think, uh, yeah, we, we never expected anyone to listen. And then we just carried on with it. And we were like, all right, okay, well, this has become something. And it took about, I'd say, a year and a half for us to, you know, gain momentum. And this is what I find with, a lot of people that set podcasts up now because it's changed so much and you know podcasts become so big people expect what they produce to become huge straight away mm. and, and a lot of people start stuff and go oh well we only got this many listeners and well what's the point it's like well, you, you've got to build it you know because it's, I think it's mad because sort of people like the BBC and stuff like that like BBC sounds like here's our podcasts it's like they're not really podcasts are they they're radio shows yeah, yeah. We're making a radio show. And it, now it's like, like I had an idea for another podcast and it's not just, it's like I could just make it myself, but because things have changed so much, it's like I've got to write a synopsis for it. Um, it's got to be put out there to see if any platform wants it. And I'm like, God, this is kind of taking the shine off 
been just doing something yourself, isn't it? You know, it's kind of, I worry that that sort of, you know, originality and sort of DIY aspects of it might be getting a bit lost. <laughs> oh, mate. I mean, Ricky and I are absolutely carrying the torch for the <laughs> DIY element of it. Great, Don't you worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's just like a lot of uh, big companies now realise that podcasts are actually real money. Like Spotify is just trying to find all the podcasters they can to go exclusive. Yeah, it's mad. So, like, I pitch this idea and also it's like there's so many different people involved with stuff now so it's like i come up with an idea and then someone else is pitching it to someone for me and i'm like and then you forget about it and then you get told oh so-and-so's knocked it back and i'm like i completely forgot about this <laughs> but then <laughs> i'm thinking i could just have made this myself while i'm waiting yeah, yeah. what was it like at the very beginning with with Q? like did you feel because th- there will definitely be people who talk about this as podcasts are the new punk because it's like DIY and it's people mm-hmm. doing it themselves. When you and Kiri started it, did it actually feel like that? No, it, it felt like, um, I don't know, we didn't really know what we were doing. And, and at that <laughs> time, I remember I, podcast-wise, I only listened to, because they weren't as big as, you know, six years ago, they weren't as popular as they are now. There's only two I listened to. One was a serial killer podcast. So it was just a bloke reading off Wikipedia. <laughs> it was so- <laughs> A weird podcast uh, and it was the only sort of serial killer one around at the time and then I was listening to one um, about true ghost stories which is still going um, so they were only two podcasts I listened to really and when Kiri and I decided to do a podcast together we didn't really know each other very well so she she lived across the road from me when I lived in Manchester and people kept saying, oh, you two should meet. You, you're really interested in the same things. You're interested in serial killers. You're interested in supernatural. You're interested in taxidermy. Like, you've got really similar interests. And because at the time, I mean, things have changed now. At the time, uh, you didn't really get two women on a comedy bill together. Mm. Um, we never crossed paths. But then I had a party at my house, and I invited her, and she came to that. I mean, I had to, I had to be put to bed at half past ten because I was too drunk, but we won't talk about that. Um, <laughs> But we, uh, she, we you know, we, we chatted, and then she said, "Do you want to do a podcast together?" I was like, "Yeah, okay." And she said, "Let should we do? What should we do it about? What are we interested in?" So we said, "Like, oh, serial killers." And we recorded one episode, which um, a lost tape, if you will, which was the biggest load of shit uh, in the world. And if anyone ever found it, I'd be deeply embarrassed. And then we realised we needed a structure to what we were going to talk about, and that's how. It all came about. And when we were doing it in the beginning, we just thought, I don't know, it just, it, it was a, it was so different. And it, it, it felt, I felt a bit nervous about it, to be honest, because I didn't, you don't know what, I didn't know what to expect at all from doing it. I didn't expect anything. But then at the same time, I was like, oh, this is me talking a bit more freely about myself and things that I wouldn't usually talk about. So I was a bit nervous about that. And then obviously as the episodes went on, me and Kiri became, you know, pretty much best friends now <laughs> we know so much about each other so it's like yeah it's been quite if i think about it, it's quite a strange thing that we've done really <laughs> do you feel that because you you hadn't you be you were gigging but you hadn't been gigging for ages and ages mm. did you feel that when you found the podcast and found your own podcast that you were like oh, shit, I've got the freedom to do all of this that maybe you didn't have on stage? Yes, and I would say it improved my stand-up 100%. 
So, oh, really? Yes. So this is something that I is that I think the best thing from doing the podcast has been. Um, it's definitely helped me. Not, I mean, because no one's a hundred percent themselves on stage, uh, but it's made me more authentic on stage. It's made me. It, I sort of found my audience as well, um, and I think, yeah, it, it, it's it it's given it gave me more confidence to you know write the things that I wanted to write or just say the things I wanted to say rather than going because I when I started out doing stand up I was deadpan and I was doing bloody one liners and stuff I was totally different oh. I was like a really awkward stage presence so it's like totally different to what I am now um, mm. but yeah hundred percent the podcast really helped with that and I think it's quite interesting because I was talking to. Alison June Smith uh, a couple of weeks ago, and you know she does the podcast um, "Women Talking Bollocks" with Jen Brister and Maureen Younger. Yes, I said to her, I said, "How you know? What have you found from the podcast?" She's like, "I feel like I want to write more, and I want to talk about different things on stage." I was like, "That's exactly how I felt when I started doing All Killer." Sort of, I don't know. It gives you something a bit extra, I think. Yeah, no, I can absolutely see that. I'd never even thought about that because mm. I'm a big fan of like going on about stage time and people doing, uh, you know, as many gigs as possible. And actually, we did speak about this briefly in the last series with Abby Clark when we were talking about TikTok. Mm-hmm. And this is sort of uh, this series equivalent of the TikTok chat because it's talking about things that I don't know any- anything about, yeah. even though I've got a podcast. But Abby was like, on TikTok, although people might slag it off and although people like traditional comedians might look down at people creating content for YouTube mm-hmm. and TikTok and stuff like that, you're still creating. You're still mm-hmm. having a go. You're still getting miles yeah. under the clock. You're still talking and communicating. And the more you do, the better you get. Yes, 100%. Yeah. And also, like, I, I think, you know, my, my nieces, they were like, eight and 13 are just constantly on TikTok watching all kinds of shit. But it's like, but they're finding things that make them laugh, you know, and it, it, it's such a, a good tool if you want to, you know, if you, I mean, it's different because I'm, I'm not a comedian. I don't think that could make funny videos. Like I'm much more of a conversational type person. I'm not like, I don't have that vision to make, oh, here's a funny video. But I tell you what, it does piss me off. It's when you hear people say, and it's often comedians who go, just because you can do a podcast doesn't mean you shouldn't. And it's like, oh, here's another, you know, straight white male with a podcast. It's like, you know, it's for everybody. You don't get to, like, police who gets to do a podcast. And, like, if you can do a podcast and you want to, you can do it. (laughs) Like, I just hate this attitude of, like, these things are for everyone. It's not just because you don't like somebody's output or, you know, whatever subject matter they're going to talk about, it doesn't, you know, it's that snooty attitude, you know, like, uh, it's like, oh, they're from TikTok. Well, mm. yeah, I just thought maybe it's just not for you. Yeah, yeah, there's a weird elitism about, like, the platform and the way people yeah. do comedy in, like, different ways. I think it's, well, I think it's just changing. Exactly, like... At least, you know, obviously TikTok isn't for me and I think there's a load of nonsense on there from what I have seen. There is. At least you're getting younger people maybe using their imaginations in a different way and working out, you know, if you're doing talk in terms of comedy, what they find funny and 
you know, to, it's, it's a platform for them. You know, it's yeah. I don't get, I don't get the snobbery. Like it's so weird because like people used to be like that about YouTube, didn't they? Yeah, putting the stuff on YouTube. Yeah, now, it's like things have just completely moved on. <laughs> yeah, YouTube is like mainstream now. Being a YouTube comedian or having a YouTube channel is kind of like it's kind of accepted. I just find it's a diff, it's a different thing because I mean it's like I think TikTok is different to podcasts and podcasts are different to YouTube, but it's I feel like a pe- people kind of put them in the same camp that it's all just online entertainment. When really, if you're good on TikTok, you're probably not going to be good on YouTube. And if you're good on YouTube, you might have an accompanying podcast, but that's not going to be the same skill that you're using. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Type of skill. I mean, do you remember, who was it? Who was the MySpace comedian? Was it Dane Cook? Yeah, yeah, Dane Cook, yeah. God, that, that's like, how long ago was that now? That's got to be like 18 years ago, has it? Yeah, that would have been Yeah, maybe a bit like, do you know Russell Howard was sponsored by MySpace for a bit as well? Was it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but <laughs> Russell was, Russell was uh, the British MySpace comedian for probably about six months before MySpace sort of went. I'm not claiming that that was Russell's fault. Oh. But, uh, uh, I just always remember we found it very funny. I think we got some good freebies in the flat when Russell was a oh, right. uh, was a MySpace comedian. But that, yeah, that's how long ago MySpace was about. That's funny. Wow. Good God. Do you know when I closed my MySpace account, this, I don't think I should be saying this, but I'll say it. Um, they would not close my account. It was so difficult to close the account. You know what I told them? I sent them an email and said that I was dead. <laughs> <laughs> I said that I was a relative and the person was deceased. <laughs> we probably, we probably all still got MySpace accounts somewhere in the world. Not Ricky, because Ricky would have been too young for MySpace. Yeah, yeah, definitely. yeah, yeah. I never touched Did you have Bebo, Ricky? Nah, that was more my sister's age. So she's like five years older than me. She just got Bebo. And then I, I was on the Facebook train. When when you started doing the podcast with Kiri, mm-hmm. like, how, how lo-fi was it in terms of, like, the tech and getting it out there and all that sort of stuff? And I... Are you still the yes. or are you, are you? Oh, are you? We are, right. So people can't believe this. So we used to just record it. We got we borrowed a um, Zoom uh, recorder uh, from one of our friends, and we used to just record it on that. The amount of issues we had with memory cards all the time was, uh, like, so annoying. Um, and we'd just sit – obviously, I was living in Manchester at the time. We'd just sit in my living room, put it between us and record Record it on that, and then we put it through, put it on the computer, put it through that thing, Audacity, you know, to yeah. get the levels up, uh, a free tool on the internet. And then um, I'd we took used to take it in turns editing it, and we just put it onto, oh no, Levelator. We put it in Levelator. That was it. And then in Audacity, and then edit it. Um, and we were still we were still recording like that meeting up in person whenever you know if Kimmy's in London I'd go meet her or you know we'd meet halfway if we were gigging somewhere we'd, we'd always work it out or I'd go to Wales we were still recording like that just before the pandemic and I cannot believe we were doing it because when the pandemic hit we were like oh okay well we'll just Skype each other put our headphones on and then record it on our iPhones so that's that's how we do it we just record it on voice notes on the iPhone and the sound quality is so much better than it was on the, the Zoom thing 
Yeah. But like, that's so that's how. So that's how you do it now. That's how we do it. And it's still done the same. So we have um, a friend of ours just edits it now because that is just too much, just takes up too much time. Um, and all we do editing-wise is we just edit out all the yawns and all the coughs, you know, and all the ums. Um, we rarely edit anything out that, you know, is we keep most things in. And um, he does that for us. We pay him to do that. And it's still done the same way. Levelator, Audacity, and then... <laughs> Imagine it. Like, and everyone's always like... Um, you know, oh, we booked a studio space to record the podcast. Oh, we do this, we do that. And we're, yeah, we're still like, you know, like I'll be in London, Kiri will be in uh, Wales, and we just, you know, like we recorded at 8 o'clock this morning. Um, <laughs> Have you done one already today? <laughs> this morning, yeah, 8 o'clock. And we love, we love an early one, you know, because we, like, we get, we're getting a bit busier again. Um, sometimes we... We'll be like, all oh, right, let's find the time to do it. When are you free? And we look at our diaries and we go, right, 7 a.m. Tuesday. So, like, we record ridiculously early a lot of the time. Wow. Mm. That's commitment. And we don't have adverts either, which is something I'm kicking myself about now. Well, not at all. Like, so, you don't, so, so you don't, like, have any read out stuff or at the beginning? No, we don't have anything. And I deeply regret that for yeah. my own benefit but it's one of those things we were like I thought I think because of what we talk about and basically we are talking about usually the murders of women yeah it doesn't feel right or it didn't feel right in our minds to, to be making money off off that you know what I mean like it yeah. felt wrong like we wanted it to be so the way we make our money from the podcast is um, live shows mm. um doing gigs and, and stuff like that. And that's, that's where we, you know, make a bit of profit. But, um, but also the, the reason we, we love it is because it's opened up our audience. So, you know, we'll, we can sell out a tour show now individually and, you know, people will come and see us and it's, yeah. So it's been great for that in that respect. But deep down, I have to say, I'm sometimes I'm like, Oh my God, imagine if we just went back on our word and had adverts. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Really how quickly was. how quickly did you find that it was sort of reaching people because so Ricky does all of the kind of the numbers the uploading everything like that so I've got no idea how well we do and then every now and then Ricky will tell me did you know very quickly what, like the shift when people were really getting on board with all killer no filler uh, no, we didn't really. So we carried, I'd say it wasn't until a year and a bit in that we were like, oh, let's have a look at these figures. And then we were like, oh, shit, people are listening. And then it, it sort of, we, we started, we did um, a week of live shows in Edinburgh on the Free Fringe. And that was, was that 2016, I think? I can't remember, 2015. And that was when we sort of realised, oh, God, people are actually coming to see us because they like the podcast. Um, and I think it was then, and then we actually really looked at the figures and the interactions and we were like, ah, people are listening. And then it just started to go up and up and up constantly. I remember there was a time when we were both a little bit obsessed with the figures. Um, <laughs> and then we, we realized like we had, we got quite a lot of listeners in America. And then we went, we did a tour in America as well, live shows, which was amazing. So yeah, it just, it just from the, 
little thing, this little idea that we had that is still, you know, was recorded on a bloody Zoom mic. It, it became sort of, and it's mad because it's like, there's little spin-off groups of it. So there's a, a, a group on Facebook where they all meet up and they, they've all met each other through the podcast and stuff like that. And it, it, yeah, it's such a, it's become sort of a weird, so I don't know, not weird, like um, it's become something that's bigger than us, if that makes sense. Like it feels like you have a bit of responsibility to, to not be shit in a way because a lot of people yeah. are enjoying it. Um, okay, so here we go. Second oh. episode, second series of uh, of Captain My Captain. Um, uh, how do we get on the sweet, sweet or kill and no filler train? Like, <laughs> how do we get to tour in America? What is it about you two? What is it about your podcast you think that's grabbed people? And because uh, Ricky, I think you should be Rachel and I'll be Kerry. Yeah, so we'll absolutely. Uh, we've got that vibe down straight away. Yeah. How, why do you, why did, what do you think you've done or people have connected to about, about you two? So, what, I mean, first of all, the subject matter is we got just before true crime became, you know, I mean, it's all, true crime's always been huge and, and women yes. are uh, the biggest audience of true crime as well always have been and we sort of I think it was like oh great it, it, initially it was like great here's a podcast about serial killers I'm interested in serial killers but then it's two women who are actually a genuine friendship talking about things as well because the thing that it's become is like people say I came for the killer I stayed for the filler <laughs> we we talk about all kinds of things we go off topic and, and people love that so I think 100% what it is it's women especially women and obviously we have a lot of male listeners but I think women particularly have gone oh great here's two women talking how women actually speak to each other talking about things that women talk about which aren't just you know oh women are they're having a little chat about periods and breastfeeding you know, like we talk about all kinds of different things. You know, we we swear. That's a big thing that, you know, <laughs> people are, sometimes we get people messaging going, really enjoy the podcast, but can you not swear so much? It's like, oh, well, you're fine about listening about people being murdered, but you don't like the F word. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it is, I think, 100%. It, and I think the, um, uh, this is what people say, and I hate saying this because I hate talking about myself in performance wise. I think people said, like, the chemistry between me and Kiri. He's great, and we work really well together, which I we, we do 100%. Like, when we're on stage doing the live shows, I, we, we can tell when each other's story's running out of steam <laughs> and we can sort of, you know, bring it back up. So I, I just think the, the dynamic between us works really well. And I think women want to see genuine female friendships. I mean, let's be honest, what do we have on TV? It's always like, hey, look at male comedians. They're friends with each other. You, you know, oh, look, this male comedian's friends with his mum. Uh, <laughs> or now it's like, oh, here's a male comedian and he's friends with his wife. It, but you don't you don't really have any genuine female friendships, I don't think, on television, but it's there on the podcast. So I think that's what people, particularly women, have connected with, I would say. Yeah, no, I think you're – I've never thought of it like that, but that is – absolutely what it is isn't it it's yeah. absolute, and i think that's what stand-up is as well 
is that stand-up is people want to watch it because they feel like they can get to know these people. Yeah. They feel like they can get to be part of their, of their group, of their gang, of their, of their world a little bit. And that's exactly what you and Kiri are doing. I'm guessing the percentage of, of chat about serial killers has slightly gone down over the years. And it's more about the chat about your and Kiri's experiences in life. Yeah. So it, I'd say so, but we always, oh God, we do so much research on every killer we're talking about. And we also try and get a lot of information about the victims of the serial killer as well, because they're often forgotten. But over the um, years, it's definitely become, I mean, I mean, I'm sure it really annoys some people who maybe have started listening to it episodes from say the past couple of months or whatever, where it's like, Oh great. A podcast about, I don't know, the hillside strangler. And they come in to listen to it, and it's me and Kiri banging on about, I don't know, vegan sausage rolls for 10 minutes or something. <laughs> you imagine that they're absolutely infuriated by it. But the thing is, it's like, the thing is, it's, it's either for you or it's not for you. If you don't like it, go and listen to something else. It's like when people complain to us when they go, oh, yeah, well, I tried, or they deliver a bad review, and they say, like, oh, yeah, well, I came to listen about, you know, the, um, the alphabet killer, but it was just two women, and it's always men that say that kind of thing. Um, there's a lot of men out there that, that hate the fact that, that, that two women are doing a podcast, uh, a bit like I said before, actually. Um, <laughs> they, they um, but yeah, it's so do, you, do you reply to those men going, I feel you, brother? I absolutely feel you. <laughs> totally agree with you, mate. I wish someone had cancelled us. <laughs> Does. You you, brief, you touched on it briefly earlier. How much does it now inform your stand-up? Like, do you 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 said you feel like a better stand-up? Mm-hmm. Is that partly the confidence of knowing that you have done something that people really like, and therefore you go, okay, well, I I can do. I I know my judgment is correct, or I know I've got a good vibe or a good radar for stuff now. Yes, I think so, and I think because. Because I'm basically, well, I am myself completely on the podcast. Um, I've sort of realized what people find funny about me from doing the podcast. So people find it really funny when I'm pissed off, Mm. um, which I never knew (laughs) until I started doing the podcast. (laughs) So now it's like, so, and I get, get really irritated by tiny little things. So, when, for example, if I'm trying new material and I go, right, do you know what's annoyed me? That'll get a laugh. <laughs> and it's like, why? This is, so that's what people find funny about me. Like, they find the fact that I'm, I, I get irrationally angry about things and just pissed off about little things, really amusing. And um, so once I worked that out, it was like, oh, great. So I can talk about this on stage or I can talk about, you know, something as, as, as ridiculous as someone who's got insomnia telling me about it, that makes me angry. So I can talk about that. Um, it's just like made it a bit easier for me to find the bits of my personality that are worth, you know, exploring on stage really. Um, but the other thing is as well, it's like, it's a little bit more pressure because it, it, sometimes it's like, oh, great, they like me on the podcast, but now they've come to see me do my own material. It's like, God, I hope they still find me funner. So it's that, you know, sort of, I don't know, it can work, it can go both ways, really. 
but they are they are responding and we've done episodes about this and this often comes up they're responding to your voice and you've discovered your voice whether that's you in reality or whether that's you on stage yes doing the podcast has helped you because i'm trying to remember you i didn't gig with you very much uh at the beginning but i'm trying to remember and i don't remember you being a grumpy old cow on stage no um <laughs> old mate thank you <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, I, I love the fact that you're fine with grumpy cow. Absolutely fine with bit. that, not the old bit. <laughs> um, and so you're starting to learn that, and I think that's one of the things that th- this this episode will be a really good sort of sister episode with the Abby Clark TikTok one because basically what you're saying is the more you do something, whether it's TikTok, uh, mm-hmm. stand up, podcast, the more you discover what audiences respond to and sort of who you are, the sort of the story you're telling, I suppose. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And then it's, yeah, it, I, I I wonder if I hadn't done the podcast, how my stand-up would have been, would I have ended up doing what I'm doing now, stand-up-wise, or would I have gone in a different direction? Uh, but yeah, it, it's, it's one of the best things I can say, like, a hundred percent and improving confidence as well because I'm an, like people never believe me now but I'm a naturally shy person and I used to be so shy like it was genuinely life ruining for me that I was such a shy person I was like socially awkward and stuff mm-hmm. and just it, 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 it's it's given me so much more confidence like even before gigs I used to be bloody awful like I'd be so nervous the whole day of a gig and I'd be like Oh, I can't eat anything. Oh, I'm dreading this. Why am I putting myself through this? And, and now I've got more confidence, and that has definitely come from the podcast, and especially from doing the live shows. And now I'm like, great, I'm looking forward to the gig. Or, oh, I can't be asked doing this gig tonight, but it's working it. You know, so I've, I've got much more of a, a healthier approach to gigging and to, uh, you know, it's just my own benefit as well, my own confidence, because I used to, oh, God, I used to be terrible. And people never believed me now. Because, you know, people just think I'm some, like, northern gobshite. <laughs> but, you know, like, I, I do. I used to have such bad confidence issues and used to worry about gigs and performing all the time. But, yeah, it just gives you that – it gives you that little bit of confidence to think, oh, great, well, if, if people like me as I am on a podcast, <laughs> I think I'm all right. Mm. Ricky, how does that work for you? Because, obviously – me and you are new to podcasting and you're very new to stand-up. You've not got the kind of the different eras that Rachel had the era of just doing stand-up and then had the era of doing stand-up and podcasting so she can see that development. Mm -hmm. Do you feel, Ricky, that this podcast has already helped your stand-up a little bit? Oh, definitely, yeah. I mean, there's the, like obvious ways of people giving me tips of stuff to do and all that stuff but even just like from editing the podcast and doing it just hearing myself talk and the way that I speak mm-hmm. I, I realize that the intonations of myself that I find funny and it's just it, it, it's like like my voice used to be if you, if you listen to the earlier podcast the way I used to speak used to be much more like slow and like 
uh, um, like more labored, more thinking about what I was saying. But then I just realized, like, if I just chat shit, that's kind of just the more entertaining version of myself. Like, I just need to stop thinking pretty much. And yeah, so it's been beneficial with that. Mm-hmm. And also just the the kind of confidence that people want to hear what I say sometimes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it's definitely been helpful. Like it, it's literally just exercising the muscle of doing, of talking. Cause it's, that's ultimately what it is. Just talking to people, feeling comfortable in conversation, feeling relaxed. And yeah, the more you talk, the better. And that's kind of what this podcast has done. Yeah, no, it, it really is, isn't it? It's, it's made me realize something because the point of, the point of, Oh, captain, my captain was to always try and, help people especially people from uh underrepresented groups in stand-up because let's face it there are a lot of white middle-class boys Mm -hmm. to try and say to help those people on that journey to be Mm stand-ups and and i had never thought about it as clearly as that until just then and i think that's why i hesitate that's why i would pause it because i was like oh Hopefully there are people listening to this episode and we can actually say to those people, get yourself a mic, get yourself a Zoom thing, get yourself an idea, the most basic idea. Find yourself a friend or even do it on your own (laughs) and just start podcasting. Just start putting out, you know, stuff into the world. Because like you said, even if they don't discover it immediately... yeah. They might eventually, but also you can, it's just good for you. (laughs) You know, it's just handy. Mm. It's handy for your development and your skills. Well, you see, this is, I think, so I, when I think about like, so obviously stand up and, and stand up combined with the podcast. So I'm a, a Northern working class woman who hasn't been to college or university, but yeah, I've toured the UK and America with my podcast so I think, like, if I can do that, and you know, just with a you know with a basic bloody Zoom microphone, um, and it, it can you know d- just having that little bit of confidence to to do something, uh, can really just and, and also the thing is is like there's so many gatekeepers within the world like the arts like comedy and, and all the rest of it who go oh no we we don't want you for that and you you could be waiting your whole life to get a TV show or a a radio series you may as well just do it yourself. Because people will find it. Um, how bad were your numbers at the beginning? Like, what, do you remember the numbers for the first episodes, or did oh, you just not look at the numbers at all? I, th- I think the first episode it was something like sixty, which we were just like, "Oh, great!" Because like we didn't, we didn't know like podcasting wasn't this huge thing at the time. So you're like, "Oh, great, sixty people." And it was when it got into like I remember it hitting twenty thousand that we were like, oh blimey, <laughs> <laughs> like ah oh, people are listening, and then it just kept getting bigger and bigger. Ricky cares more about the numbers than I do, but I still get, <laughs> but I still get very excited. Where I think Ricky told me the other week that of all the episodes together that we had hit like. 4,000 and I just I found that absolutely staggering because I still I still equate everything to gigs and I still yeah. equate oh. everything to performing in front of 100 people at a gig and I'm like holy yeah. shit that's, 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 so, that's so true I still do that I still do that so, but you know what <laughs> how I do it as well this is 
So I have this weird system that I have. So at my high school, there were uh, 900-something students, right? So when I do like... Uh, when I add up how many people have been to see a couple of my tour shows, I go, oh, my God, that's like a school and a half of people. <laughs> it's such a weird sort of system that I have for it. But I know what you mean. Like, I still think of everything in terms of stand-up gigs as well. So, you know, when we hit like 100,000 downloads, I was like, oh, my God, that's like that's like a the Rolling Stones doing like three gigs or something like it's yeah it's mad but the the great thing is people if you if you're doing something that people want they will always find you Mm, podcasting will always find you i love that i absolutely love that you're right you're so right and this is the thing this is the thing about this is that we're learning again that People should just put stuff out and don't worry about the haters. In the words of no. Taylor, haters are going to hate. <laughs> Players sake. are going to play. Fuck's sake. Do you know what? This, this is the thing. It's like, so when I see people. I do, Rachel, before you stop, can I just say, uh, Ricky, Ricky, Ricky yeah. Macindo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fully aware that you think that you've reached the level of my whiteness. <laughs> <laughs> You're see-through now, Mark. I'm seeing straight. <laughs> and then I quote, and then I quote Taylor Swift, and Ricky's like, "Holy shit, Over has just reached a new level of oh, <laughs> You quote Taylor Swift like Shakespeare. Amazing <laughs> of Taylor. Yeah, Tay Tay. Haters are gonna hate. They are. It's gonna play, play. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. Please continue. <laughs> Um, so I can't remember what my I interrupt I interrupted Rachel just to quote Taylor Swift. And I apologise. Oh no! Well, I was gonna, I was going to say as well. It's mad how um, word of mouth is still so big in the world of podcasts as well. Like people just recommending things to the mates, or you know, I'll I'll find a podcast and go, well, that's not for me, but my mate Mark would love that, or you know, I'll tell them about it. Like that is like that's still a huge thing. Like a lot of all killer listeners, they'll be like. I didn't really listen to a podcast, but my mate listened to your podcast and she said I should listen to it. And now we're really into it. And it's like people, when people find a podcast they love and they share it with a mate, it's like your thing that you love together. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's because, it's just because of the way it works, I think. Because if, let's say, if a massive like BBC or Spotify or Apple, whatever, they put a bunch of money and resources into a podcast, mm-hmm. but it won't necessarily do well because that the people at the other end still have to be like, do I really want to commit two hours to this? Mm-hmm. Click on it. So it doesn't really matter how much, it's not like YouTube or even TikTok where if you have someone behind you supporting you, you'll necessarily do well because because uh, people only really listen to podcasts when someone insists on them listening to a podcast unless yeah. they're, unless they're like me and they're someone who just listens to podcasts anyway but yeah like, a lot of it is just word of mouth because it's such an investment to be like i'm going to listen to this entire thing also what i think sort of the sort of people like um you know the, these podcast production companies need to realize is not everything's a story oh yeah. my god here's six parts of something that could have been told in 20 minutes yeah, like, exactly. I, I get that's the thing that does my head in. Like they made one about the Chippendales, which was like, oh, this sounds quite interesting. And three episodes in, I was like, 
there's no story here. <laughs> this is just like interviews for interviews' sake. Yeah, yeah. And describing, you know, I think there's a bit where like they were describing the town where somebody lived, and it was like, yeah, I get it. It's a shithole. Like, <laughs> it's like Netflix as well do it, don't they? So every sort of minor story now is a six-part thing. Yeah. And you, there's, there's too much detail that's unnecessary because it's like, especially with podcasts, it's like, all right, can we just skip forward a bit? We don't need to know their shoe size. It's not. Yeah. Um, I listened to one last week. Someone put something on Twitter and it was a really good question. It was, what is the single best episode of a podcast you've ever yeah. listened to? Because people do this with films and they do this with TV programs. What's the single best episode? And I, I went through this thread and there were lots of different ones, but one cut kept coming up. Um, it was the Rachel Fairburn, Oh Captain, My Captain. No, it was uh, it was an episode of a, of a podcast that I hadn't heard of. I think it was called something like Replay, and it was called The, the Case of the Missing Hits. Have you heard about this podcast? No. So it's on Spotify... And it's basically, and I don't know what the actual podcast is, because I tried listening to a couple of episodes, couldn't really get into it. But this one episode is one of the best hours I've ever spent listening to anything. And I got it because someone messaged about it on Twitter. And it's basically, this guy had an earworm in his head of a song that he heard when he was a kid. And no matter how much trying, he couldn't find the song on the internet. And these two blokes who run this podcast basically went through the most incredible and elaborate ways to help this bloke find out the name of this song. <laughs> oh. cool, and I'm not going to give too much away because the, the things they do are, are unbelievable. Um, and the story is absolutely incredible. But I was listening to it with goosebumps. I was listening to it. But you're right, Rachel. It was just an hour. It was just 50 minutes of this thing. They didn't read it out into six episodes. It was just really good storytelling told really well by people who were interested in the subject. And I thought that was absolutely amazing. See, I want to listen to that now. What's it called? Replay? I think it's called Replay. And I think the, the episode is uh, the story of the missing hit or the case of the missing hits. Um, okay, right. I'm good. Um, and it's, it's, I think it's episode... Oh, I found 100, it. 158, because <laughs> I remember that number. Yes, it is. I've just found it now. Oh, that's quick. Brilliant. I'm excited about this. Honestly, have a listen to that. Message me later on. I will and do. go... Holy shit, that's an episode. But I love that. I love that because that is the perfect example of what you're saying of people recommending stuff and discovering stuff. And that's what I want. Yes. And I would love more working class people and more young people of colour, not just in, in Bristol, but everywhere, to just do podcast without having... BBC producers come in yeah. and I would just love people to just record stories about their lives and their conversations because, because that's what we love listening to. That's why I love stand up because I love people's stories. Yeah, I totally agree. And this, this is the thing that I, so a friend of mine, 
who's a comedian, was like trying to get this podcast going. Like, oh, it's been turned down by this, it's been turned down. I'm like, why don't you just make it yourself? Like, mm-hmm. you can just do it yourself without any. And this is the thing that like, with All Killer, if we'd have, you know, if, if it was made by, say, the BBC, there'd be all kinds of things we couldn't say, there'd be all kinds of things, you know, we, we couldn't put in there, there'd be jokes we wouldn't be allowed to do, we couldn't swear as much, I guess. Um, so it's just that freedom, like, just, I'd say, if, if you don't be put off by these people like just because you've got a podcast idea doesn't mean you should do it it's like well doesn't just because it's there doesn't mean you have to be offended by it or listen to it so i would say if you if you've got an idea just do it and if it turns out it's shit it's shit but you never know you're still learning ricky i think i want you to have another podcast now i think i want because we can't do too many of captain my captains because of what we're talking about and schedules and stuff i now want you to have another podcast. Another podcast? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. No, I want you and maybe Pravanya or Kitson or yeah. maybe someone uh, to do, yeah, to, to do a podcast of whatever you want to do. Maybe less formatted than this. Just, yeah. you know, because there are, uh, Rachel's right, there are a lot of white boys just talking so mm-hmm. maybe we could just get other voices just doing another podcast. Yeah, why not? Uh, there's literally no reason why not. And, you know, oh, Captain, I it could be a bit of a launch pad for it as well because we built a tiny low-key audience from it. Yeah, there you go. So series three of Oh, Captain, My Captain will be back in uh, September, October. But who knows when the Ricky Masindo show will start? <laughs> yeah, who knows? Who knows? I need to think of some ideas. I have a <laughs> lot of shit to chat. Oh, no, no, this is the, I want to finish on this because uh, we've kept Rachel for a while. Rachel, how important is the idea, do you think? Because we talked a lot about just coming up with stuff, just saying stuff. But you said that you and Kiri did episode one and mm-hmm. it was a bit shit because there wasn't maybe a structure <laughs> in it. Like, uh, what do you, what did you do differently? What did you do differently from like, I suppose your pilot? For one of the uh, what I would say is just, um, first of all, you have to be interested in the subject that you're talking about. You, you can't just go, all right, well, that seems popular at the minute. I'll just do a podcast about that. You, it's got to be something that you're interested in. And it's got to be something that, um, you know, you're not going to lose interest in. But I think it's very important just to get that, you know, beginning, middle and end bit. Like, you know, like we always start with, sometimes we do three-parters, but we always start with, um, you know, the early life of the serial killer, the the middle bit, and then the outcome. So we always have the beginning, middle and end. But I think structure is quite, if you're talking about subject, you've got to have some structure. That's perfect. That's mm-hmm. genuinely perfect. I'm really excited. I'm really excited. I always want this 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 podcast to be something that makes people want to go and do stand up. I really hope that this this episode makes people turn it off now. Bye, everyone. Turn it off now <laughs> um, and go and work out the cheapest way, the easiest way to go and do a it, podcast. And as Rachel cheap. said, I mean, yeah. You can do it on your iPhone, voice notes on your iPhone, get Levelator a free thing, put it in there to get the levels right, and then put, edit it on Audacity, and it's done. It's that easy, and that's all free. Yeah, I want that to happen. It doesn't even have to be that long as well. Exactly. 
Yeah, that's the other thing. We do an hour and just over an hour. Um, but actually, yeah, time isn't important as well. Do 50 minutes, do 20 minutes. Chat with your mates about something that interests you and start chucking it on podcasts. And the more you do, get a get like a a regular schedule going on once a week or once mm-hmm. a fortnight or once a month. And the more you do, the more you'll realise, the better you get. Yeah, definitely. I love this. I love. I genuinely get excited. I, I, my enthusiasm. <laughs> someone described me. Uh, I'll draw. I'll drop a name because it's fine. So I did a warm up for the last leg, and Adam Hills <laughs> describes me. Think about you, Oliver. You. It's awful. Always. Uh, joyful involvement. That's how he describes me. <laughs> joyful involvement. Um, and he's totally right. Like, when I hear about this stuff, I'm like, yeah, let's all do it. And then I go and have a, then I go and have a nap and I don't want to anymore. But... Yeah. But for the time you're in it, you're excited and you're there. Oh, mate. I, at, this, at this moment right now, I am the world's biggest advocate for podcasts. Like, I'm like, yeah. everyone should do them. Yeah. I'll check in with you in half an hour, see how you feel then, yeah? <laughs> yeah, good idea. Good idea. Um, Rachel, thank you so much. That was so, so helpful. And so many things we didn't talk about. Uh, stand-up and uh, moving to London from Manchester and all that sort of stuff. Are you enjoying it? Are you are you still enjoying all of it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I love London. I like living here. Uh, I, I mean, part of the reason I moved to London as well was because... I, obviously, I'd, not, I'd never moved away from Manchester, so I was like, oh, I should really live somewhere else, you know. But also, I really love London, and it is a, you know, it's a bit better for, you know, if you want to move on with your career, which is yes. a bit unfortunate. Things might have changed now, now, now due to the pandemic, but yeah, I'm enjoying it. I'm having a good time. I am uh, can't whinge. I mean, I've had some shit jobs, and I don't have to go back to them, so I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That is absolutely perfect. All because of this podcast idea and wanting to do stand-up. There you, you go. don't have exactly. to go back to the shit jobs. Look at that. Exactly. Uh, Rachel, take care, and I hope we bump into each other soon. I think we might, actually. There might be a couple of things that we might be doing together. Oh, fingers crossed. It was lovely to chat to you both. I'll speak to you soon. Yeah, thanks so much, Rachel. That was so... Bye. 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 That was... Rachel Fairburn. We don't normally do an outro thing. Uh, every now and then we do. Uh, sometimes when we do them, I just rant about stuff and Ricky edits that out. Uh, snip, but, snip. Uh, <laughs> but I'm not. I'm not ranting today. Um, I genuinely found. I genuinely found that episode inspiring. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's exactly what you want to hear. Like that's that she just started it, very low tech. Uh, she didn't really take it that seriously, but you know, she really found it a lot of fun, and she found a lot of success with it. So it's exactly what you'd want from someone who started a podcast that did well. And this is episode ten of series two. So we've now done the the big twenty. Yeah, two zero. So, so in the next series, we will have done, at some point, we will have done more episodes than years that you've been alive. That's the one I'm excited about. Yeah, that's the big one. The big, probably the big 22. Yeah, most likely by that point. Um, when is, uh, when, when are you 23? December the 3rd. So Okay, so we would have, we would have done, we will have, we will have done series uh, three by then. Yeah, 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 definitely, yeah. Do you think, Talking to Rachel, that our next series, I I thought she was going to say things like, 
oh yeah, make the marketing better or make it sound better or <laughs> and all that. But I was thinking that we were going to have this conversation and then series three, which is going to sound really slick. But yeah. I get the feeling that we can just do the same old shit, right? Yeah, kind of. It seems like the expectations from the audience are quite low. Because... <laughs> we, have done, we have done very well setting them that low. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, yeah, it's, it's it makes our lives a lot easier. But I guess no one really cares about sound quality as long as it doesn't sound horrendous at the end of the day. As long as the content, you just want to be able to hear the words. Yeah, exactly. And as long as, especially if you have like three people, as long as one of them sounds all right, then it's fine, realistically. So this is our little summer break. Uh, we had a break between series one and series two. We're going to have a break between series two and series three, and then come back with more of the same, more reading this, more famous comedians. Uh, answering questions, more suggestions from the audience uh, about the subjects that you want. Some people want us to do an episode about TV warm-up. Yeah. Um, uh, I refuse. <laughs> uh, I will take all feedback and suggestions. Apart. No, we'll do it. We'll do it. You just said that that was our most meta episode. Yeah. A yeah. podcast about podcasts. Me doing an episode about warm-up feels even more than that. But you know yeah. what? We'll discuss it. We'll have yeah. a discussion and see yeah. how we can do warm-up without me feeling uh, like my sphincter is tightening every time we discuss it. Yeah, I can imagine. But I would love people who listen to, to suggest episodes because uh, annoyingly for Ricky, and I'm sorry, mate, but one of our most popular episodes is the accountant episode. Yeah. It you can't get away from it. You can't get away from it. You can't get a fucking away from the tax for some reason. <laughs> no comedy. So if there are things that you think we should do an episode about, please get in touch. Uh, if you know either of us, get in touch. If you don't, let us know you. We want this to be a really useful and helpful guide. And I really hope by the time we come back that people will have listened to some of these. Because also... If you, this is the first one you're listening to. Go back. There's 20 of them. There's you know yeah. there's 20 of them with all different subjects that you can pick out at random, um, and hopefully help you become a stand-up. That's kind of what yeah. this is about. And they're not topical either. You can listen to them in any order, pretty much. Like, um, and also, if even if you're not a stand-up comedian and you just like the world of comedy, or you like comedy, or you want to laugh for an hour, then hopefully we tick at least some of those boxes. And if you just like an old white man being friends with a young black man, yeah, then uh, then that's kind of well, that's like. Not lethal weapon, but that's pretty much every buddy cop in the nineteen eighties, right? Yeah, it's like reverse of lethal lethal weapon. Yeah. yeah. If you just want to know, <laughs> if you just want to know, if you just look at the photo of our podcast and you go, "Huh, what? Did, how did this happen?" The problem with that is we look a similar age. Yeah. Where actually, what we need is a photograph of me looking really tired and old and chubby and grumpy and you looking all smiley. Um, anyway, um, thank you for listening, Ricky. We will speak uh, anyway, but I will see you officially, podcastly, in probably six weeks' time. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. 
to season three, everyone. Bye bye. Season three, and Ricky, before we go, yep. What's the name of the podcast? I completely forgot we used to do this. Oh, Captain Ricky. Captain. One more time, Ricky. Oh, Captain, my Captain. Oh, Captain, my Captain. Thank you very much. We'll see you soon. I'll see you soon, guys. Bye-bye.